want you to picture this scenario and tell me if it sounds right to you. All right. You take a security job. Okay. Warehouse on the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. You're just watch. You're not even watching the goods. You're just like in front somewhere. You maybe. don't. You don't know a box in front of the. Yeah, maybe you go around the perimeter. You know, you do something. You're more the perimeter guy. You're just okay. walking around. You know, making sure there's no riffraff going on. Mm-hmm. You don't know much about the company. You don't know much about the boss. It's a temp job. Yeah. Okay. Pays the bills. No benefits. Mm-mm. Crap overnight hours, but the pay's okay. Maybe even under the table. I don't know. We get into that another day. You're doing your job. You hear you hear like a ping. What the, what the fuck was that? And you're like, oh, Jesus, it's something I got to do now. You're not invested. Yeah. You don't want to get shot for whatever could be this merchandise is, right? You wait You wait a really long time to this, hear if there's another sound. Like, come on, don't be something. Don't be another sound. Don't be another sound. That's what you're hoping. But something worse happens. All of a sudden, a shadowy figure drops in front of you and socks you right in the fucking jaw and just mm. shatters your face destroys your life forever yeah. you have no health care no benefits nope. no nothing no insurance you're fucking wrecked turns out you're a henchman for the joker or uh, the riddler uh, or any and batman know, just fucking molly you you got off lightly if yeah. he just molly you <laughs> yeah right you just broke your face if he <laughs> the dental bills and all that stuff that's lightly if he broke your body mm-hmm. that's a whole nother can of worms so who's really the bad guy here in this scenario the joker or two-face or whoever is employing down on their luck guys to do the, you know, simple job or the guy who's just beating the shit out of innocent henchmen. Well, this brings up, they recently just did a, uh, like a little mini like event in, in some of the Batman books about this where like something happens to Batman in this event and like he ends up really exhausted him and he's like asleep for like a couple weeks. His body's just wrecked and torn. So in that time, Catwoman almost kind of makes like this union thing where like, she goes and gets all the the henchmen from all the different major guys and like gives them jobs like stealing from like the uber rich and the people like almost like a Robin Hood kind of thing where it's not like the best thing but it's definitely better because now like the jokers the two faces the rillers they don't have anybody to pull off their schemes and then Batman wakes up and he finds this out and he's just like no no this isn't right is Batman a I'm union right. buster <laughs> He's just mad that, like, they're letting, like, some crime happen. Even, like, you know, they're still robbing from, like, the rich, like, the, the uber rich. But, like, it's still just, like, a crime. You know, it's just, like, that Batman black and white of just, like, never no crime. No crime will do. Not happen to me. Will happen to anybody else. I think Batman's a goddamn union <laughs> buster. I think he's rich. Yeah. He's not, he's not pro-union. So, in capitalist society, Batman's the bad guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, because there's always that thing like, okay, Bruce Wayne fucking runs around in leather and spandex, punches people in the face, or he could just take his billions of dollars and try to make Gotham not so shitty. Yeah, every time he starts like an orphanage or something, <laughs> it just goes uh through the wayside and then it creates more villains because <laughs> yeah. it's so destitute and shitty. Like a job Batman. Why does it keep popping? You hear that? Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. I don't know what the I think our mixer's fucking blowing the it's been blowing for a couple months now. I might buy a new one at the end of the new the new year for the new year. I just might say fuck it. I'm tired of uh doing this. Yeah. 
I mean, after I edit it, people usually don't hear the popping or the, the levels changing, or but we hear it, and it's annoying. Now, whenever you go to edit, can you hear the pop when you're editing? Like, do you actually have no. to edit the pop out? No, you don't. I mean, at most, it's a very light noise that nobody notices, but it's never, like, it's ear-splitting to us. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really fucking loud, and I don't know why it's, uh, it started that in the last, like, few months. Regardless, that's where we're at. And mm-hmm. if you folks haven't guessed, this is going to be a DBS. Well, maybe we'll do DBS all the way. Really? We were flirting with the idea of doing because we're almost 100. Yeah. This is what, 96 or? If it is a DBS. Yeah, because you said you in the message you said we were at 95. Yeah. So this would be 96. So for 100, we might get like just blitz drunk yeah. and just do stupid shit. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have a bunch more just so we can speed that up. <laughs> get to that point. We need uh, We need one of those. <laughs> You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Arlington Attitude Adjuster Church. Yeah, just a- in those. A- yeah, just in those attitudes. Yeah, they can't see what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing the attitude. John Cena's <laughs> yeah. attitude adjustment, which was better when it was the FU. Yeah. That was the name of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, was, that well, was edgy. Well, he was also better whenever, like, because when he first came on, it was still towards, like, the attitude that... It was the ruthless the aggression, aggression era. But, like, he st- he could still get away with, like, making fun of people, like, really, like, calling people whores and raps and... Div- like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't really do so much that after a while. Mm. After he kind of got into that, like, PG era. Yeah, then he was just happy John Cena, superhero, yeah. Hulk Hogan in the 80s bullshit. Burr, 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 burr. You can't say, man. <laughs> Today is going to be a brainstorming episode that people love. They love the brain and the storming and the storming of the brains. So we have two anthology things. One's a contest. One's not an anthology. So there is a contest, and I'm not going to tell people the names of the contest, because one, I don't remember, and I don't want to look it up. And Mm. two, you're not going to be my competition. Yeah. Actually, the one's going to be over. The one is only seven days. Yeah. It opens on- it's very short. Yeah, December uh, 10th to the 17th. So probably by the time they hear this, it'll be done. Close to it. That one is interesting. It is a- Winter holiday theme. Your story. You have to write a story on about a winter holiday. These are horror. Both mm-hmm. of these are horror, and it it tops out at three hundred words. So a hundred to three hundred words. Mm-hmm. That is tough. I right. uh I wrote one in the last twenty minutes before you got here. I wrote mm-hmm. one. I don't think it's good. Yeah, but I can read it because it's yeah. only three hundred words. So you want to see what I got? Yeah. So that's... I don't have to brainstorm, but maybe we could brainstorm a way to fix it. I don't think I can. Yeah. It, I clocked. Two... I erased some stuff, and now it's exactly 300 words. I mean, 300 rough, because when we used to do off-flash fiction, it was like 500. Yeah. Well, this is micro-fiction. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah. All right, so uh, working title, Razorblade Santa. Eh, cool title, I, yeah. I guess. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You Welcome Little Olivia and Her Mother as They Enter the Crown Heights Mall. The bane of retail workers nationwide, the song mercifully... Faded into the background as the holiday chaos swallowed the two like a festive avalanche. I like that one. Yeah, festive avalanche. yeah, yeah. Where's Santa? Olivia asked her mother, but her question went unheard amidst the frantic crowd. With one week until Christmas, madness supplanted any holiday cheer one might hope to find. Curious onlookers were more likely to catch an errant elbow than see a warm smile. 
Fortunately, Olivia's mother didn't bring her to the mall to shop. Uh, that's one of the lines I had to delete because I had an extra like two sentences in there talking about they're going to the line to meet Santa. Mm. I had to delete that because I needed room. So now you just got, you know, didn't bring her to shop. They braved the horde of last minute shoppers and managed to reach Santa's line unscathed. How long, mommy? Soon, Olivia's mother said, more engrossed with the news bulletin flashing across a department store display TV than the line's progression. Olivia followed her mother's eye line to the television. A picture of a young girl was morbidly presented with the words, Victim Found Dead, in bold letters beneath it. The story unfolded in the closed captioning at the bottom of the screen. And police have yet to comment, but it's believed six-year-old Gabby Donnery is Razor Jack's fifth victim. It's too early to confirm, but the sanitation worker who found the body told Channel 9's Amy Merkowitz that the killer's calling card, Three Bloody Razors, were... The line pushed ahead so a pillar blocked their view. Olivia's mother squeezed her hand tightly. I love you, she said, smiling down at her daughter. Next! Without warning, an irritable elf took Olivia's hand and rushed her toward Santa. Up ahead, a fat man with a salt and pepper beard sat, grinning at the little girl with, with his baked bean teeth. Light glinted off of something metallic in his hand. And that's it. Mm. It's all I was able to get. And I really wanted to have some clues that... The Santa, Santa was going to be the, yeah. the Razor Jack. And then, like, I, I actually deleted the line where during before the news art, like, when I was talking about the news bulletin, uh, the little girl looked just like Olivia. Uh, like, yeah. it was, so he would, you get a serial killer with a type. Mm, yes. And it's, ah, it's, a fucking, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard because I had to delete all the details. And that's all I came up with. But, I mean, not, that's not going to win the contest, but I might just submit it. It's free. Yeah, right. So I'll submit it for shits and giggles. At least worst case scenario, that's a good beginning of a something. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know why I really want... I, the name, just Razor Blade, was something in my head that I just wanted right. to use something with a Razor Blade. Uh, what about you? Have you flirted with any ideas for this? No, not really. Uh, it's really tough. Are you going to write one? I mean, you'd have to stop what you're doing for uh, the one anthology. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that one I'm just going to have to skip altogether, probably. Well, then let's move to the longer one. There is a paid anthology. Uh, is it an anthology or magazine? I think it's in like an anthology. Well, they pay four cents per word. Yeah. Uh, and you can write up to 10,000 words. Yeah. I'm going to do that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get as close to 10,000 as I can. That one is due in March, and it's going to, the only the downside, it comes out in 2025. Yeah. Uh, but it's due in March, and that one is, I think the theme is just cold. Or like winter or something like winter horror or something like that. Uh, let me look. I was I'm pretty sure because this the short one was the holiday, winter holiday. I thought the other one. I saved them both because I kept having to look at where I sent you and we right, sent so yeah, so many yeah. fucking reels to yeah, each right. other. This is impossible. Oh, I hate that Instagram has the archive too. I never. What the fuck do I look up? Saved. Yeah, I was going to save. All right. I almost never use that feature, and I really should. I but, do. And then I forget all about them, and then I just have a whole bunch in there. Yeah, and this one's from, uh, well, I don't know what the other one was, but this is a, a somewhat decent publisher. Released in January 2025. They got a cool name for the press. It just says Cold Anthology. Oh, okay, cold. Um, but they have descriptions. So winter is a setting that lends itself to various horror tales. So, yeah, just things set in the winter are cold. So do you want me to go first? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I only I told you off air I only have like a basic basic premise or theme okay. in my head and I'm pretty sure I'm cribbing this off a comic or something I've 
read or everything's off of everything now so yeah but i want to do something with the idea maybe this will go toward more towards body horror i find i've been gravitating towards body horror stuff lately with yeah with what you just read and then like your maggot story you were telling me about i just think it is because it's like the most personal thing because it's literally something happening to like if something happens to your body yeah like that's uh that's because like mental and psychological stuff yeah that's pretty fucked up but when it's like say somebody's just slowly chopping your finger Mm -hmm. off like you have to watch somebody chop your that would be the most fucking horrific thing you would go through uh at least at the moment until they get to other parts yeah but my idea was i wanted to do something um, almost like Stephen King's Thinner, but colder. Mm. Like somebody, like I'm thinking of a woman, and she keeps getting colder and colder. But unlike other takes on that, where it's like, is the person dead, or is they a zombie, mm. or something like that? Like I want her to be alive and functioning, but she just keeps getting colder, and I would have to find a re. Like it would be a lot to unpack there but that's all i got is like i want to do something where somebody keeps getting colder because hmm. we talked about like that story i had for horoscope volume three was in a winter setting would have yeah. been perfect right for that anthology because then it, with the ten thousand word count that's yeah. five thousand extra words i could have right. used i could have really fleshed it out and gave it the ending i wanted yeah because that story was uh split into two chunks and i had to not rush the chunks but i didn't fill it out the way i would want to because you know i, I write long yeah that's where I have. I don't know. What, what do you think I could do with that? Um, Gypsy's well, Curse? Just take, you, just take thinner, but just make it colder. Cold, yeah. That's old uh, enough now. Like, young <laughs> kids aren't going to know. Uh, I wonder if it would still qualify if, like, you, as you would have her, like, you know, maybe you'd have the whole story, like, set in her house and her just dealing with this big cold and, you know, as this stuff is also going on. But then, like, at the end of the story, you realize, like, it's actually, like, the middle of summer, and yeah. she's just still, like, froze to death somehow. I think I'm actually stealing your story, because didn't you have a story about, like, an air conditioner and some guy who had to be really cold or... So- something like that, I think, yeah. I don't remember if it was any good, but yeah, I... Probably mer- not, no. It was I mean, an old story. If neither one of us can remember it, yeah. remember it that well. Uh, which I think is just you stealing off of the... H- well, you probably didn't steal, because you didn't. I'm sure you didn't read it. There's the H.P. Lovecraft story I really like. Where it's a guy, uh, same premise, and I think it was actually an episode of the Night Gallery too. They it was based off this Lovecraft story. I don't remember the name, but the guy he was like a doctor, or scientist, or something, and his apartment was incredibly cold. And he uh, meets a woman. I don't know if in the story he meets a woman. I don't think so. I don't think it was the romantic subplot that the TV show had. Yeah. Regardless, his room is incredibly cold. He like, yeah. and this is early 1900s, 1800s. So he built like this AC system that didn't exist and. Kept himself really cold, but eventually what happens is the thing breaks and you find out why he can't go out. Because he said he has some sickness where he has to be really cold and he can't go out. Turns out he was dead Mm. the whole time and he was just preventing the rot. Uh. So it was almost like a cool zombie story before zombies. Yeah. So I like that premise, but I want to do the reverse where it's like somebody uh, has to be cold. Right. And by the way, folks, I'm probably going to completely abandon this idea because this doesn't sound good as I'm saying it. Like One, I'm pretty sure I've heard this. Yeah. Or seen this premise in various ways. Uh, like, I remember a scene from Night of the Living Dead, uh, the punk rock one. I don't know if that's two, three, four. I don't remember. Return of the Living Dead, actually. Mm. There was a scene where the guys are getting colder because they're zombies. Mm. Like, they're turning into zombies and they're just getting really, really cold. And, like, the doctor examines them, the mortician or whatever. And he's like, oh, you have no heartbeat. Oh, you're freezing. You're dead. You're yeah. dead. But there's like, we're talking. What do you mean yeah. we're dead? Uh, I like that idea, but. 
Um, maybe I'll come up with something else. What about you? What What do you got here? You were talking uh, about you want to do like a supernatural. Maybe or, like you know. Maybe look up some. Uh, you were talking about uh, like folk stories or something. Yeah, like, maybe like, look up some Native American stories. Native man or like, and I don't know if uh, if this is just in my head, just because like like uh, the book that I read before studying the Divine Comedy, it took place in Alaska. Oh yeah. So I was thinking maybe like try to do something in Alaska because it's like it's always. When they're in Alaska, not like, always they have summer, like for like a week. Yeah, you know it'd be good. A good, you know what I want to read, Spencer. What's You're that? just the guy to I'm write the guy it. Guy to write it. A good Wendigo story. Yeah. Oh, dog farts. Oh, oh, he farted. Is that what that is? Yeah, he smells sour. <laughs> His ass is facing you, so yeah. you got it before me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah no, it's like yeah. that's that's stale beefaroni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like a good Wendigo story, I'm always down for. And then he leaves after. Yeah. Now the thing is, would I? Do you think I would be able to go and actually call it like a Wendigo? I'd have to come up with something else. Why Wendigo is not a trademark term? It's I don't just know the name of a spirit. Yeah, I. But the only thing I worry about is like Marvel uses it too. They yeah, have, but they they're just Wendigos. taking. A, that's like using Thor. You're allowed yeah. to use Thor. Yeah, true. Yeah, Wendigo is a Native American folklore monster. That's like saying Bigfoot. You can mm. use Bigfoot. Yeah. or the Loch Ness monster or anything like that. Uh, Loch Ness Monster might actually be copyrighted because it's uh, Loch, Loch Ness is a place. Yeah. But the Abominable Snowman, anything like that, you could, that's free range because no one can own an idea. Right. At least uh, yet. So Disney the, figures it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, the only thing that I worry about, because like, my, my, my initial two like avenues I, I, I kind of gravitated when I, whenever you first sent me this was either like some kind of monster thing or serial killer murdering people like out in the snow like you know maybe you know like yeah. a like a house out you know far out in the woods where it's snowing and somehow this guy is like slowly like taking people out or, or something like that you know it'd be an interesting story bigfoot hunters get embroiled in a serial killer scheme like a serial killer is killing bigfoot hunters this would probably be longer than yeah. that but it would be they're trying to, you know, find Bigfoot. Maybe they actually start getting close. Yeah. And then some somebody starts killing these people. Or is it Bigfoot? Mm. Is it somebody working with Bigfoot? Is it just a guy that wants Bigfoot all to himself? Yeah. Is it D.B. Cooper? D.B. Cooper? I don't know. That that doesn't really have anything to do with the cold, though. Well, maybe uh, maybe what it is is, like, I could have... There is, like, a, you know, a group of, like, uh, these people that are maybe... What they're trying to do is they're trying to get a shitty show on, like, like on uh, like a History Channel or whatever, like the Monster Hunters. So Maybe they, it's two people, two groups competing. Yeah, uh, like, and then so they Bigfoot Hunger Games. <laughs> so that maybe they go out into the wilderness to try to find this creature or whatever, and then they find it. Mm. He likes it. Yeah, that you, you that, like that idea. That or he wants peanut butter. One of the two. You want peanut butter? I don't know if we have any, but I shouldn't have said that out loud. Now he's gonna want it. <laughs> Just staring daggers through me with his piercing blue eyes. Yes. Why are you doing that, bro? Cold. Another idea. See, this in the thing it said more wintry because I was I like morgue stories. If you know, yeah, I'm a morgue guy. Let me give this guy peanut butter, folks. We're gonna <laughs> go on break. It's twenty minute mark, and I am intermission. Intermission. Do do do. Actually, got intermission music. We'll use. Oh, nice.
And we're back. Woohoo. Back again. Guess who's back? DPW's back again. Uh, so we were talking about cold stuff. Cold. You cold. know what's cold? Cold. Italian ice is cold. I want a story of Italian ice made of blood. Made of blood. Italian ice man, but he everything's blood. With that that or Italian ice that gives you a permanent brain freeze. A brain freeze that never ends. That'd be oh, a nightmare. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking awful. I also I was thinking also the monster route. Yeah. I thought of a story, but I couldn't think of a way to make it really long. Mainly, I just had the images. So like a group of people ice skating on a clear lake. Like mm-hmm. a frozen lake, and then they see a big monster swim underneath, and the monster gets them. But then one guy scrambles to shore, and then he's like, "Oh God, I made it!" But then it turns out it's not a fish monster; it's a monster monster, and it can go on land. Mm. Maybe a good blob story. Yeah, frozen blob. Well, that could always just be like the opening. Could and then just go on a rampage, Godzilla style. That, or you know, like you know, and then the morning comes over, and somebody sees these bodies in the lakes or whatever, and that can be like. The deputy goes and tries to investigate, or... I think it's hard to make a scary monster story, like giant monsters. Like, to write them. Like, movie-wise, it could be better, because it's a visual medium, but... I don't know. I'm pretty much tapped out on ideas now. (laughs) Um, how about, um... So, like, we talked about, like, Wendigos, or, like, the Bigfoot or Yeti kind of things. Yeah. What about if it's more of like the um uh maybe I don't say maybe like the verses like and then like people get caught in between mm-hmm. like could, could you imagine like if you were out in the woods and you were you getting like like chased down by both like a yeti and like a, or like a like a windigo or whatever and then like they're fighting over you just folklore monster universe yeah something like that or um. Uh, you know what could be cool along those lines? Because I'm sure there's some cool mythology we could find. Some Viking horror. Viking age horror. Or just have it take place during the Viking times, yeah. Yeah, and maybe uh, some kind of monster or god or ice giant or something takes out a whole group of Vikings and then you have the lone survivor or a couple survivors. That could be interesting. Yeah. I've also been really drawn lately to stories set in early american history so think like 16 1700s yeah like just you think that like it's just a creepy time period you know at best you have a log cabin right everything's shitty you're eating dirt you don't and also that like that time you don't know things like you know what i mean yeah like things aren't as widely known you you know it's easier to believe something crazier weirder you know happening the american landscape's more wild than not yeah like very wild and then when the winters came they were cold spencer how cold very cold well that's like uh there was a there was a comic book being put out by image called oh i forget the name of it manifest destiny and it's basically it was like lewis and clark doing the Whatever trail that they did. What was their, you know... The Oregon Trail? Yeah. But it's them, like, as they're doing this, coming across different creatures and monsters Mm. and things like that because back then things weren't explored. People didn't know. Like, you know what I mean? I don't really know what the story is necessarily about because I never read any of the issues, but, like, that was just kind of like... Yeah. Like, the the elevator pitch of it. Let's so you could be like something like that, but do it, but then like they get stuck during like the winter, right? And run into something. 
Let's move on to grim fairy tale style. Okay. Thinking more Yuletide horror. So before the Christmas season mm-hmm. and the holiday season, what could we do with Christmas stuff that make it scary? Elves are scary. They could be scary. They're cre- yeah. I mean, they Santa could- himself can be scary. Right. He's breaking into your house and he's a shapeshifter and go down chimneys. Yeah, and- he morphs his body. Yeah. What do you think if you could do that? Why would you always be so fat? Maybe to keep warm because he's on a sled. That- but his sled has no roof or enclosing. Yeah. Or he eats a lot of cookies too. Why does he have to be old? Yeah. What does he look like when he's giving it to Mrs. Claus? Oh. Hey. Krampus, there's too many Krampus stories now. Yeah, Krampus is kind of, kind of went uh, mainstream. Yeah, like fucking Krampus. I mean, when there's been like multiple American Dad episodes of Krampus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's stupid. That's not scary. Well, uh, maybe you can make up your own bad thing that like tortures all the bad people, all the the bad children, the bad children. Why is it only the bad children and never the bad adults? Why is it just a lump of coal? I don't know. Because, you know, in this day and age, a lump of coal is kind of worthwhile. Yeah, you could use that for something. Coal stuff, fires. Cook some things, make make, make heat. Yeah. What if a kid wanted a lump of coal for Christmas, but he was good? What does Santa do? Oh, yeah. Paradox. Do you give him the coal? But then that would signify he's a bad kid. Yeah. But if you... But you say you give him something he doesn't even want. You give him, like, a new bike, and he's just like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, that's... What if you gave Hank Hill... I tell you what, that damn Santa Claus. I tell you what, that's more boomer. I tell you what, this game was a little bit harder than what I think we initially thought. What cold stuff? Yeah, China. You know when we came up with the brainstorming idea, like I don't know, but if I do the cold story, I got a name. Yeah, Shiver. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And she pees icicles. That's going to be a scene. But think about that. If your body is like fucking really cold and you're peeing, yeah. cold pee, what are your poops going to be like? Literally. How's your bum hole dilate? Like frosties. Yeah. Like how would your body function? You try to eat you, food. Did you say, was it going to be like a like an old, like because it was a lady, right? Yeah. Was it going to be like an older lady? No, nah, young with hot knockers. <laughs> <laughs> Just says so she's so cold and there's a bling. She'll be a new mom, so there'll be a scene where she breastfeeds and it's icy. The baby's the baby gets stuck to the tit like licking a metal pole. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going back to the body horse. Yeah, fucking cranking on that baby's head to get just the pain. Yeah, but think like there is something there though because think about like when you get really cold and then like your hands go numb mm-hmm. and then you warm them up. The pain. Oh yeah, that comes after that. Yeah, because I mean, like, how many times whenever we were the the buggy guys and we were just getting these metal carts out in like minus degree weather with our shitty thin gloves that are soaked through with holes, and we thought it was hurt, and then we finally get inside to warm up for a minute, and then that's just when the pain comes, and you're just like, ah, 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 ah. always flirting with the frostbite. Mm-hmm. That's what we did every day. But wonder why we got joint pain. What about if, like, so you're at, like, um, a ski resort, and then, you know, you do that thing where, you know, the people get stuck on the lift, but as soon as you're so high up on the lift, they have this view, and, like, that, they just see the fucking, this, whatever, like, if you go, like, the monster route, or even just maybe, like, a serial killer route, you just see the, the one or two people you have up in the lift, 
of just they they just have this you know they're just able to see it all happen without being able to do anything or you know and the people might not even you know the thing might not even know that they're up there because you know so they have to try to be quiet yeah something too you know yeah yeah you have a whole story set in a stupid ski lift 10,000 words in a ski lift. And then you can just see an explosion of blood in the ski lift, and it keeps, and then the next ski lift, explosion of blood. And then the people at the bottom or the top, whichever way you're going, they're looking like, oh shit, it's coming toward, you know, to us. And they don't know what to do, and they're too high to jump. Yeah. That could be your uh, thing. It's like, what's making these people explode? What the fuck is happening? Or they could see an entity coming into each one and murdering. That would be fucking actually kind of scary because like you see the incoming doom, but how do you... You can't do anything. It's like you either embrace that or you take your luck point jumping like 30 feet from the air into a frozen ice pit. Maybe they're floating over a a river of blood. No. Um, I'm also... Because I'm drawn, because you keep saying serial killer, to the old uh, Victorian London in the winter is always a good one. That's true, yeah, because it didn't get, was like, it wasn't specific about a time period. Actually, you know what? Screw that, because that just brings Jack the Ripper shit and uh, that awful body story we just read. <laughs> Fuck that. No, what would Stay be- way as far away from that as possible. Yeah, it's, it's a graphic novel or comic, uh. I'm thinking, actually, which way I'm going to go. Okay. I think I'm going to find a way to work this in. I want to do a Japanese mythological entity story dealing with cold. Okay. Because that is fun, because they Mm -hmm. got some fucking monsters. Like, they got these uh, folklore monsters, like uh, spirits of women, or they look like women, and they ask you a question, and if you answer wrong, they, like, kill you, Mm -hmm. or... They'll they'll follow you, and if you look at them, they can, like there's all there's so many. I remember you did something like that in one of your uh, for one of your stories. Yeah, I wrote one. It was about a woman, like a, a t- American tourist in Japan, and he goes to a bar, and he meets this like he meets this woman, and they go to a bar together, and I think she's also supposed to be American, but something's off about her. And I almost have like a that one. I never went into it, so the people who read that believe it was supposed to be like a Japanese mythology thing. I was actually, from what I remember, thinking more like almost like a succubus, but not quite. Yeah, uh, because it's not a Japanese person. I don't think it was anyway. But I, th- I, I think you made it sound like she, like it seemed like she might have been American, she might have been Japanese, or she might have been some kind of like mixed, mixed race, like you know. Yeah, I really don't remember. That was a that was a long time ago. Yeah, that still, was early on. Yeah, I still have that story. I like that story from what I remember, but uh, I'll have to go back. I'll probably edit it and rewrite all of it. Maybe I'll just make it set in snow and just submit that. Yeah. Actually, that's not a half bad idea. No, I don't remember how long that story is, though. It was. Eh, it might have been over 10,000 words, probably. I think a lot of those stories at that time were like 15,000-ish. Mm. I'd rather write a new one, though. I've been enjoying writing new stories. Man, that story I just that story I had for horoscope just fit the bill so well. That would have been so yeah. Cause for those who haven't read that story, it is about it's called uh Bathed in Starlight. And it's about during like the seventies and eighties, but all the way up to the two thousands, there was something called Starlight Tours that were done in uh in in Canada in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And it was basically racist police would take indigenous Canadians. Like, say, like, you know, like an indigenous Canadian was at the bar and came out drunk. They would give him a ride, quote unquote, and they would just drive him out to like a field out on the outskirts of town. 
and it gets like negative 40 degrees or 80 degrees, whatever, like ridiculous, you know? It, it doesn't even have to be that far out. Like um, you're 10 minutes outside and you're dead kind of cold. And they would just drop them off in random fields and just make them walk back and they would die. So my story was about this happens to a young guy who just lost his mother. And the first half of the story is him dealing with the cops. Like he's leaving a bar, he's drunk, they pick him up, they do this to him. And, you know, it's about him being so cold and he dies. And then the second half is they pick up a woman and then they they don't realize at first that she's indigenous. And then they see her face and they go, oh, OK, and they do the same thing to her. And then it turns out she is the spirit, the evil spirit, well, not evil, revengeful spirit yeah. of the, the kid's mom. And uh, she kills the cops in the snow. And it's mm. pretty graphic, real graphic. And uh, that was a uh, I like that story. I think it would have been a good one for this. But I, I mean, it's already in an anthology. Yeah. So I, I'm happy. But this one pays a lot more. Yeah. Well, uh, what about maybe like something in like Russia? I don't know much about uh, like enough about Russia, even like Siberia. Like I know it's cold and stuff, but I don't know enough about the culture to right. make it. Because when I do things set in other countries, I like to know the culture, you know? Yeah, do the research and stuff. I don't like it to sound like just some American doing his fucking stupid hodgepodge of, oh, Russians like borscht and yeah. Russians play with guns and vodka. and vodka and potatoes. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, my Japanese stories I do, I try to make it fairly authentic. Like, if it's an American in Japan, I want to make it more of a... Like what an American experience in Japan would be like, but not like a caricature. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I do just a Japanese story with Japanese people, that's a little trickier because I'm not Japanese. Yeah. But I think I'm proficient enough in what like what I've read uh, for enough Japanese fiction that I can make it sound you know all right. But like and yours and yours are like studying the language and stuff too. Yeah. Or... And then like Irish stories, I, I could do that, and even like maybe like England would be one I would have to research a little bit more just like the slang and stuff but like russia i have no fucking clue true like russia uh any pretty much anywhere in africa um everybody, china everybody just be going da 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 korea south american i could do mexico and i guess canada that's i don't know can't even do hawaii properly <laughs> But you know what? This isn't about me, Spencer. You're supposed no. to be coming up with a story for you. I got yeah. at least ideas. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, maybe that. I mean, uh, you did bring up, uh, you know, an interesting like, uh, like Wendigo kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that it's just what would I, um, could I do for like, you know, to fit within like that ten thousand word, you know, yeah. frame? Like, um, well, first you'd have to watch some videos on Wendigo to really get the. Not just the history, but the understanding of, of what the how the curse works and yeah and things like that. Because even Pet Cemetery technically is a Wendigo story. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's a uh, Pet Cemetery. You know, you bury it and they rise from the grave. But if you remember, like from the I haven't read the books, I don't know, but from the movie, uh, when they're going through the woods, there's like I think like a spirit looking like something. Mm. I don't remember if it's like following them or, but there's like a. Some kind of spirit, supposedly yeah. around like an evil spirit. Uh, that's a Wendigo. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I do remember them mentioning something. I like think that, that's yeah. why the pet cemetery is evil because it's a Wendigo. Mm. It's a different take on a Wendigo. I don't know. I don't remember exactly like what Wendigos do. I think they like. I don't know if they take your souls. I don't think they just like straight up kill you. But they're just like a malevolent spirit. Isn't it kind of like? And now, granted, again, this is just like what I take from like comics and I and I read and stuff like that. But like. Can't like can a like a Wendigo like turn you into a Wendigo? I think yeah, I think it turns you in here. Let's look it up. 
So a Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit originating from the folklore of Plains and Great Lakes natives as well as some First Nations. Uh, what does the Wendigo do, Spencer? Let's the do Wendigo that. does what a Wendigo does because a Wendigo does what a Wendigo does. I like what you said. So Wendigos are associated with winter, the north, coldness, and famine and starvation. So that's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. That is perfect. I'm already thinking of like a starvation story in the winter. I think I wrote a story a long time ago like that, like a flash fiction or something. So Wendigo is actually seen as the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. They're never satisfied after killing and consuming one person. They're constantly searching for new victims. I remember a historical story of a Wendigo. This is like a real story. I'm going to kind of fuck it up here because I don't remember. It's been a while. It was on a podcast. I think it was on Lore maybe. I listened to it. Uh, but they were talking either that or that myth and legends podcast. But they were talking about a guy and his family. Like he murders his family, and I think he, I don't know. I think he eats them Ooh. or something. But this is like apparently really happened, and then he like claimed that he was possessed That's by, by Wendigo. Maybe, uh, maybe what it could be is like a um, yeah, human human cannibalism is a big part of it. Uh, uh, see, I was gonna say like maybe like um, like a hunting party is is out. Like, you know, they're like going like they're doing like night hunting that they're not supposed to be, you know, doing. And you can go if you want, you can go the realistic route where you you write it as a, you know, supernatural thriller horror where it's this Wendigo causing these people to kill each other and eat each other, whatever you're going with. But then it turns out there is no Wendigo. It's just their fucking, you know. Mass psychosis. They got like they got lost and just. Or what was popular at the time? Well, I'm assuming you were dating this, but uh, even if it was modern, maybe they ate some kind of uh, food that was, uh, you know, had fungi on it that they didn't know or something. Something that gave them this like, you know, psychosis, mm. hallucinations. Because that that's how the Salem witch trials they think came about was a fungus on the bread. Oh, okay. Or on the wheat crop, and they ate it, and it made them fucking think people were witches. Yeah. So you can, you know, there's a lot of history in the United States with uh, things like that. So you can, it's it's tough to not write a story like that without info dumping that part at the end. True. Be like, oh, yeah, they just ate some fungi bread, and then now they're eating each other. Yeah. But that, yeah, the hunting party, like, that could be a fun one, too. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe something with, like, that Wendigo, because I don't think you get too much of that anymore. No. Remember, yeah, the focus got to be cold. Cold, yeah. In well, the wind. Yeah, hunting's doing it one more time. And then maybe that could be the thing. Like, these people are out hunting when they're not supposed to be hunting. You. You know, so. Like, that also plays into with, like, the gluttony and, and you know, and, like, the, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Works. All right, I think we did enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm not satisfied with my story. I'm probably good. Like I said, I'll probably, probably just completely go something different. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll shoot some ideas around in my brain. Yeah. See what spills out. Yeah. Anyway, folks, if you want to check us out on the old social media, you can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, at DPW Podcast. I'm drinking that beer. That mad elf. Mad elf. High proof, bro. High proof. 11%. Uh, you can follow me at CalebJamesK.com, where I sporadically... i mainly just been posting the podcast. I need to actually get back mm-hmm. to writing stuff. Uh, when my story doesn't make the cut, <laughs> my 300-word story, I'll probably put it on there. And There's a bunch of stories I'm waiting to hear back for that were uh, journal or magazine-specific, and if they don't go on that, you know, they don't get accepted, I'll probably just put it on the website. Yeah, just put it on the website. Uh, I'll start all that in the new year. Uh, you can follow Spencer's OnlyFans this year, month, weekday... Whatever time period this is, he is the Arlington 
Ass Annihilator? No. No. Anal Assaulter? No. No, that wasn't it. Was um, something a lot nicer than that. Um, I don't remember. Angry Argonaut? That was the good one. You could have yeah. been the Arlington Angry Argonaut. No, I made you the Arlington... I don't remember. Uh, what what, the, what was the, the, the scene? Wasn't it the... Attitude the, Adjuster. Yeah. Is that what I was doing? I am retroactively changing Spencer's <laughs> OnlyFans name. So if you want to see him be an angry Argonaut <laughs> from Jason and the Argonauts <laughs> Mythological Quest, you yeah. can do that at his OnlyFans. I'm sorry. Attitude Adjusting, yeah. that's... I mean, it's fun to go around Attitude Adjusting old people yeah. or scolding it's young kids or whatever you're doing, but... I think the Argonaut stuff. Yeah. A little better. Is where the money's at. A little highbrow. Wish I would have thought of it earlier. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we will check you out next. Uh, I think night, we still have one more week of normal week. Be a normal week. Yeah, I think so. So next Monday will be normal recording, but I'm trying to see is the episode supposed to drop on Christmas? Oh, for the next week, probably. When the episode drops. That's the. No, because Christmas is on Monday. We drop on Tuesday, right? Oh, yeah. I can't believe we record on Monday. Folks, disregard all that. We'll check you out next week. Yeah. Bryce, what are you doing? (laughs) Trying to... You know, game. <laughs> what? This game is really hard. Pac-Man? Uh, yeah. Dude, you're supposed to be playing the game for next week's episode of Arcade Bookshop. I mean... <sighs> I will. I'm really close to beating this. Right. And what about the book? Huh? We're supposed to finish a book for the podcast, too? Oh, yeah. I finished that last week. Oh, did you finally beat it? Uh Uh-huh. The first level. Oh, boy. You can listen to new episodes of Arcade Bookshop every other Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your pods. You'll always find us with a controller in one hand and a book in the other. Hey Caleb, you wanted to see me? Ah, Spencer, my good fellow. I've been expecting you. Uh, yeah, so did you want something or... Want? Goodness no. Require. Require? Yes. I require your services for the briefest of moments. Okay. Surely you can see the predicament I'm in. Well, actually no, I can't. I lost my glasses at the pub last night. A pub, you say? Surely you can't be serious. As serious as a fart during a recto exam. And stop calling me Shirley. Rightio. Anyway, if your spectacles were affixed upon your face, you'd see that I, the host of the most prodigious writing and books podcast in the business, has been immobilized by a rather substantial stack of fallen folios. What? 
My to-read pile finally fell on me while I was taking a nap. But you're on a podcast table. I hardly see how that matters. And you're naked. I hardly see how that matters. Dude, your hairy ass is touching my drink coaster. I hardly see how that matters. It matters to me. Can you just unbury me? No way. Your reckless reading got you into this mess. Blockhead! Wait! Don't go! There's a copy of War and Peace wedged in my taint. Spencer! Can you at least leave me a bottle of whiskey? Hello? Can't get enough drunken nonsense? Listen to new episodes of the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast every Tuesday wherever you get your pods.